We are back to the liturgical season of ordinary times, so you'll be seeing me wear a lot of green, really through the end of November, pretty much. And with that, you will notice that our gospel is, we are in the year A of the three-year liturgical cycle, that's the year of Matthew. So from now through the end of November, Pretty much every week we're going to hear from Matthew, and that means we're going to hear a lot of Matthew, but Matthew's a long gospel, so there's parts we're going to miss. So I encourage you to read all the gospel of Matthew just as a way to help uh, make more sense of the passages that we hear. Now, as an example, last week's gospel passage from Matthew, this week's and next week's are all from chapter 10 of Matthew's Gospel, but to understand chapter 10, it helps to look at the end of chapter 9, and this is what you'll hear. Jesus continued his tour of all the towns and villages. He taught in their synagogues. He proclaimed the good news of God's reign, and he cured every sickness and disease. At the sight of the crowds, his heart was moved with pity. They were lying prostrate from exhaustion like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, The harvest is good, but laborers are scarce. Beg the harvest master to send out laborers to gather his harvest. And so the setting of, of chapter 10 is that Jesus has been out. Uh, he, he wants to be with people. He's preaching. He's proclaiming the good news. He's healing. But he's looking out, and there's a lot of people that are hurting. A lot of people that are like sheep without a shepherd. And so that's when he commissions the 12, and he sends the 12 out. That's what, remember last week we were hearing the name of the 12? And, and what's happening is now this week, Jesus is instructing the, the 12. He's giving them further instructions. Well, this week, I received further instructions that myself and a couple other members of our parish and, and some people from all kinds of different parishes around our diocese gathered at the cathedral for a workshop, and the workshop was on creating a culture of conversion and discipleship. And so that's how do we create an environment where we can invite people into a relationship with Jesus? How do we create an environment where those already in church can deepen their faith? And what the speakers did was they talked about five values. And I'd like to go through each of those five values with you this morning. The first is listening. When we take the time to listen to another, uh, when, we, when we really want to know about what's going on inside of them, that's really an expression of love. And when we listen to someone we carefully listen to them, we get a sense of how they view the world, how they may be searching for the shepherd, whether they're aware of it or not, how they seek meaning in their life. And when we take the time to listen to someone else, it makes it more likely that they may want to hear from us and that what gives us life, what keeps us grounded in an uncertain world. What about our faith? So that's the first value, is listening. 
The second is hospitality. Hospitality is about creating a welcoming environment, a place where people can feel comfortable, seen, known, and loved. I was just kind of noticing uh, before Mass, our hospitality ministers, you do great things. And, you know, just with our folks visiting from Independence Village, you're bringing wheelchairs up. And, you know, but that's, that's really not only the hospitality ministers, but I hope all of us do whatever we can to welcome others into our parish, to welcome each other uh, as we come together as a, a worshiping community. So the value of hospitality. One of the images they used for hospitality is the front porch. Now, most houses nowadays really aren't built with front porches so much. But here in Grand Ledge, when I go for a walk, I notice there's still a number of houses with front porch. And it, it's kind of nice, because if somebody's out on their front porch, and if you're walking by, it gives you some options. And, and you might just simply just keep walking, or you might wave at the person on the front porch, or you might say something to them, or you may walk up to the front porch and have a little bit of a conversation. And even the person on the front porch might say, come on in, let's, let's have a deeper conversation. So there's, front porch is kind of that place where you can be comfortable at whatever level uh, you're in with that person. And that was the suggestion of the workshop presenters is, what are the front porches at our parish? Where are the places where maybe people aren't yet ready to commit fully to becoming a Catholic or uh, coming to worship, but maybe they'll come to our fun fest. Maybe we can get them in, in the tent there, or maybe the Christmas bazaar, or uh, our blood drives, or, or just different ways that we can invite people in whatever level they're comfortable at. Um, one of the ways that just physically I, I noticed that is you've probably noticed the landscaping we're working on out front. Did you notice, too, that there's this area with paving stones and our, our hope is to put a couple benches there and some planters that it can kind of be an inviting spot so whether for parishioners or members of our school or child care or people in the neighborhood uh, maybe that could be in, in, it, in its own way a little front porch for our parish so listening hospitality a third value evangelistically intentional. Now, that's a mouthful, but basically what it means, uh, being very intentional about how we as a parish share the good news of Jesus with those around us. How do we do that in a very intentional way? So that's kind of on our mind in, in whatever programs or activities we're, we're doing. How do we share the faith of Jesus with others? And one thing that struck me is, is in the gospel, I said, it says, Jesus sent the 12 into the surrounding towns and villages. Well, if you read our parish mission statement, it reads, we are a welcoming community in the greater Grand Ledge area. Well, the greater Grand Ledge area. Do you ever think about what does that mean for us? What about the surrounding towns and villages? You know, our parish is what's called a geographic parish, and most parishes are, which means it has particular boundaries, okay? So, for example, is that direction to the north? Am I looking right? Okay, yeah? All right, so north of us, 
We've got uh, Wacusta and Eagle. They're in our parish boundary. Our parish boundary actually goes up to Cutler Road. How many people live north of us? Okay. All right, we've got some people coming from the north. How about this direction? Am I looking west? All right. So west, our boundaries go out. Do you know where Mullican is? We, we go out to the, well, to the, I was going to say stop. Is a stoplight or a blinking light? What? Blinking light. All right, that's where we go, to Mulligan, all right? And uh, how many people live to the west? Okay, we got some folks to the west. How about uh, to the east? Am I getting my... South. south. There I go. Thank you. <laughs> south. So south we go, not quite as Potter, far as Potterville, but, but not too far from it, uh, to Needmore and Davis Highway. So how many people live south? We got some south, okay. And then east, east is going uh, back towards Lansing. Basically, Francis Road at 96 is our boundary that way. How many people live that direction? Now, how many people are like, oh, I don't live, I live beyond that. I'm out of, do I, can I not belong to St. Michael? You can belong to St. Michael wherever you live. We welcome you, we're glad you're here. But the purpose of parish boundaries, it's not, you know, it's not just to limit where you can come from and where you can live, and it's certainly not to limit where we're meant to function as disciples. Hopefully we got the whole world we're thinking about it. But there is a particular way where, as a parish, we are responsible for the salvation of souls within this particular area. So not only the Catholics who are living here, but everybody. How do we desire, how do we work towards the spiritual good of everyone? And, and, and other ways, too. I think of our St. Vincent de Paul Society trying to provide for people that are in, in physical need. Um, so that's just something to think about. That's something that when I meet with a pastoral council, I invite them to consider, you know, who are we as a parish? And so uh, the people within this area, the greater Grand Ledge area. So we've got listening, hospitality, evangelistically intentional, the fourth quality, dependence on the Holy Spirit. This is very important. It's important for two things. One is we can't do it without the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy You get overwhelmed, so we, we depend on the Holy Spirit. But secondly, because it's not about our plans, it's not about what we want to do, do we first turn to the Spirit? Do we first pray and say, Lord, what is it you desire to do for the people in this area? Uh, how can we be your instruments? And so dependence on the Holy Spirit, uh, we pray uh, to help us to be about doing God's will rather than our own. We pray so that God can change our hearts, so our hearts are about doing God's will. So listening, hospitality, evangelistically intentional, and dependence on the Holy Spirit are the first four values for creating a culture of conversion and discipleship. The fifth value is empowerment. Would you like to hear about that one? Yes. Well, I had to leave the workshop at that point. <laughs> so uh, I'll have to get back to you on that one. Uh, but I'm, I'm uh, guessing 
that empowerment means this is something that we're all involved in. It's not just the original 12 disciples. It not, it's not just the pastor or the parish staff, but all of us have a call, a responsibility to uh, share the good news with others. And hopefully what we as a parish can do is help to equip you to go out to do that. I'd just like to close with, we said we are in the year of Matthew. The end of the Gospel of Matthew ends in chapter 28 with this. Jesus says, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach them to carry out everything I have commanded you. And know that I am with you always until the end of the world.